a magic person comes every Sunday and puts this glass of water here for me. It's a miracle. The future is not a result of choices among alternative paths offered by the present, but a place that is created. Created first in mind and will, created next in activity. The future is not some place we are going to, but one that we are creating. The paths to it are not found, but made. And the activity of making them changes both the maker and the destination. Here at All Souls, we frequently mention that it's not the destination that's important, but rather the journey. And what a journey we have had together. On the 15th day of my ministry in Shreveport, the 15th day of my first settlement as a Unitarian Universalist minister, not knowing what in the world to do with them, Hurricane Katrina hit Louisiana. Our congregation and staff of two plus me immediately shifted into high gear. You counseled and consoled and sang and played games and prayed with the over 15,000 refugees and evacuees in Shreveport's three shelters. You logged in, sorted, and distributed over 2,000 heavy boxes of clothing, medications, toiletries, baby needs sent by our sister congregations, primarily the one in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where I had interned, and River Road Unitarian Church in Bethesda, Maryland, my home church. You distributed over $11,000 that came from friends and UUs all over the country. We purchased new clothes, shoes and socks and underwear and phone cards. We sent $1,000 to the UU church in Baton Rouge, which was hard hit. We paid for a phone ticket for a gay man to return home to Honduras, and we rescued an endangered gay man and his dog from a shelter, gave him shelter, and bought him a plane ticket to New York City. Katie Drew gave him and his dog a place to stay. Sarah and Phil Boswell, Bob Jordan, Sharon Swanson, Ron Babers Hager, and countless others came in and sorted materials in all those boxes and took them to the most appropriate distribution center. It was exhausting, and Mike Roberts also helped with his van. In late November, when we still had some money left, our teachers and school counselors like Debbie McGill and Carol Artis, who works with the school board, helped me organize distributions of gift cards in denominations of $50 each to evacuated children in the local schools. In the office, we put each card into a Christmas card, and we delivered them to the school and our teachers for distribution. Our professional counselors and psychologists reported to shelters after their own work days were over. When I found myself alone the first night out at the Hearst shelter, the first night that it was open, helping nurses with people suffering from trauma, I called Gail Gucker and asked her if she could round up some help. She got there shortly 
as did Sarah and Phil Boswell. Bob Jordan went to the shelter at the fairgrounds almost every evening. He took his guitar and he sang. A psychologist came down from Lancaster, Pennsylvania to work for a week with the evacuees and ended up training the Red Cross professionals in crisis intervention. Jim and Jan Hampton provided him with a place to sleep and meals. The Reverend Jan Carlson Bull, a member of the UU Trauma Response Team, spent a week here working with evacuees, and the McLean family provided her with hospitality and a car. All, those, all of this went on right during the last preparations for the silent auction. Remember that, Laurie? <laughs> it was a great success. Many in our congregation took in house guests along with their pets for weeks and months. Those who come to mind immediately are Henry Walker and Laurie Lyons, Sharon DiCarlo, and Joy and John Ratcliffe. I'm sure there are many others that I just don't recall. Now, I went to a FEMA meeting right uh, after a couple of weeks, and they had a lot of publicity and a big TV crew there for the big politicos. And, <laughs> and so after they left, we had a meeting, and the head of the FEMA outfit here said, you know, we're trying to arrange housing for people, and we had a discussion of that. And then he said, you know, folks, there's something else I need to talk to you about. And I know that there are ladies and clergy present, but out at those shelters, they are having And this is a problem, and we need condoms. <laughs> well, you know whose hand shot right up. <laughs> so I said, well, how many do you need? I can get you all the condoms you want. And they uh, said, well, I don't know. And I said, Will they let us distribute them? Because, you know, this Republican administration has not been so good about family planning issues and birth control. And this poor fellow said, oh, I don't know. Anyway, the minister sitting next to me said, what church did you say you're from? I said, oh, you never heard of it. It's just some little church out in, you know, in South Streetport. Anyway, of course, it turned out that he was a good friend of Gail's and, and he was a very nice guy. So... Uh, when I came back to the churches, I said, oh, Lord, what are we going to do? So I had a call from a minister friend of mine named Jennifer, Jennifer, who's out in Nantucket. And when you're ever in Nantucket, go to hear her. She's just a, a wonderful woman. And she had been partnered with our church to help us out. And she said, what can I do? And I said, well, we could use some condoms. And she said, what? <laughs> I said, we need condoms down here because we have a public health issue. In the shelters, people are having sex, and they are unprotected, and they are transmitting diseases. So she said, how many do you need? And I said, well, start with a 1,000. So they sent a 1,000 condoms to us. It was a great big box like this. And I took it out to the Hirsch Auditorium, and I took it to the Red Cross director, being someone who is trained in protocol. And she said, we can't do that. I said, I beg your pardon? She said, we can't encourage, we just can't do that. We just can't do that. So I said, okay. 
And I went to the head nurse, who's a public health nurse affiliated with the Assembly of God congregation, which had taken over most of the operations of that shelter. And I said, Ruthie, we need help. You know, we've got a public health issue here, and we need somebody to be able to distribute the condoms, and the Red, Fo Red Cross folks won't let us do it. And she said, give them to me. I'll take care of it. Presumably, she did. When Hurricane Rita arrived, we couldn't find any sandbags for our doors that would prevent water coming in. And so somebody found us a bunch of bags of small rocks, and Carol McDaniel, bless her heart, placed them all in front of the doors. I prayed nightly for at least two weeks that she had not injured her back. We sent thank you letters for every box and every dollar. On a weekend when I had house guests from Colorado, we came in and we signed address, stamped with return addresses and postage stamps and sealed all those letters. And then I took my visitors to Hirsch Auditorium where they burst into tears at the sight of all those people living on mattresses on the floor. We had spent the morning shopping for shoes and socks for children in a school in Baton Rouge. The principal had identified the children who were barefoot and sent me their shoe sizes. We grandmothers, who were mostly lost in the children's shoe department, managed to find shoes and socks for about 30 youngsters. My friends said it was the best weekend they'd ever had. My introduction to ministry here was what is known in the trade as baptism by fire. You all were fabulous. Ron Thurston organized a caring connection team that helped me visit and contact people. He visited so many people so thoroughly that I was afraid that he was going to need care. And so I said, you know, you just need to slow down a little bit. It's going to be all right. You don't have to be responsible for everybody. Then after Ron organized a, a larger membership committee, Kathy Oshuch agreed to assume the responsibility for helping with pastoral care. All Souls is a refuge. We are and you are a refuge in the forest of fundamentalism, and you are transitioning into a financially viable, socially concerned, and diverse congregation. I am very proud of you. In the last two and a half years, you've made strides in social work, focusing on anti-racism, civil rights for school children. That has to do with compliance with testing laws, proper assignment to classes, depending on ability. School spanking, can you believe that is still allowed here? Can't stand it. And concerns of battered and abused women and children. When the case of the genus six came to our attention, your board rose to the occasion and you, the congregation, passed a meaningful resolution supporting those young men who were victims of the worst institutionalized racism I have ever encountered. Nineteen of our members went to Gina, most of us riding the buses organized by the Evergreen Baptist Church and others. You know what? I always thought that Africans, Americans could sing really well, and we tried to sing. They weren't nearly as good as you. 
And when I said, you all can't sing very well, they said, what? And it's been a joke amongst us ever since. The work from that trip continues through our membership in the interfaith group, which is associated with the Industrial Areas Foundation. Now, as many of you know, that is a community organizing group founded by Saul Alinsky in Chicago, and it's a fine model. Now, Susan Bettinger has agreed to represent all souls at their meetings in the future, as well as Barbara Gerald. While we, and we are working there on a plan to get the Southern Poverty Law Center's Teaching Tolerance Program introduced in the Shreveport schools. Your board resolution wanted continuation, and we are doing the best we can to make sure that we continue with our anti-racism work. The mayor's office is also interested in this, and Barbara Gerald is staying in touch with the mayor's new anti-violence program and efforts to persuade people to testify against criminals. All Souls members are active in the community individually as well, including Rotary, the school board, civil rights law, juvenile law, medical hospital, hospice and clinical social work, support and defense of women and children, the ACLU, World Religion Day, PFLAG, PACE, Volunteers for Youth Justice, and OWL Leadership Training. I'm sure there are more that I just don't know about. All through this, all through this wonderful time, our music has been provided by Barbara Gerald, Bob Jordan, Susan Caldwell, Jan Kruskop, Joy Ratcliffe, and your amazing, amazing, amazing choir. I can't look over at Barbara or cry. Membership in this congregation has increased from 121 to 149, a net gain of just over 18% which is considerably higher than in most Unitarian Universalist congregations. Don't beat yourselves about the head and shoulders. You have done well. Members have formed several new covenant groups and a parenting group, mostly composed of young new families. Each covenant group performs services for the church and most also put on a fundraising Sunday lunch. Most of our new members are actively taking part in Sunday services and church events. In 2006, after the Katrina and Rita work eased up, we began an adult RE program that has a brown bag discussion group every Wednesday. The adult RE program has put over 120 classes and workshops. I know because I made Susan Caldwell count it up. I'm a great believer in using statistics to advantage. We began a concert series that people really enjoy, and there's one coming up with Bob Jordan and Jim Huckabee. Stay tuned. Thanks to Susan Caldwell and our group of highly committed RE teachers. Oh, my gosh. They are fabulous. Our RE program for children and youth is growing. 
Our children are being well prepared with ethical and moral and religious foundations for living meaningful lives, for creating meaning in their own lives, and for assuming the responsibilities of responsible participatory citizenship. Susan Caldwell has risen to the occasion and has created exciting programs, brown bag discussion groups, and provided more support and imagination and dedication than any minister could ever wish for. I will never forget all your fine work and support, Susan, and your sense of humor. Most of our visitors find out about All Souls from friends and from our website. And I want to express immeasurable gratitude and appreciation to Steve Caldwell. To Steve Caldwell for creating and updating and maintaining our website, where you can now look up members' addresses and phone numbers. You can listen to podcasts of Sunday services. You can listen to every boo-boo I make during the sermon. It's right there. Find out what's going on at All Souls in the UUA and our district, and use two vetted vendors to do your online shopping. Amazon.com and iGive.com, so that each of your purchases online to them sends a percentage back to all souls. It's a great way to shop. I did all my Christmas shopping that way. Steve Caldwell, wherever you are, I want you to know that you are a blessing and that I will never forget you. Steve, I want to thank you for putting up with all of my requests for patiently explaining to me why some of my requests were unreasonable. <laughs> Can you imagine? Are technically not feasible. And for moving quickly on most of my requests. All of this in addition to his servicing the office computers and helping me with computer problems I couldn't solve myself. Many an evening, I've sent him home at 11 o'clock to his family after he has fixed all of my concerns with my computers at home. Our worship team pulled together to help us put on higher quality, smooth flowing worship services. All Souls is a recycling center for this area. I hope you all will remember that our recycling every month is a source of revenue for the church. We're headed toward doing more environmental work and toward greater involvement with the UUA. You, all souls, have moved from exhausted to energized, and you are transforming the congregation steadily from an internal focus to an external focus. This is a loving, caring congregation. Your board of directors works hard and plans carefully with the able assistance of the Finance Committee. They set priorities that will benefit the congregation as a whole. They have had study and planning retreats, looked hard at themselves and the congregation and the role of the church in our lives. I am confident that All Souls is on a path that will be challenging but fruitful. Our fundraising, in addition to our pledge campaign this year, has been creative and productive. Clay Walker, 
ably assisted by a hard-working committee, and Jan Daszak, our talented financial assistant, took, all the, took out the vinegar and put the sweetness back into the pledge campaign, and you have responded beautifully. In my maiden ministry here, I found an initially tired but resilient, energetic congregation. All Souls is a congregation that's committed to keeping universe, Unitarian Universalism, liberal religion, and the free church alive and thriving in northwest Louisiana. And this congregation is the heart and soul of free religion in northern Louisiana. Yeah, amen. As I begin my journey home in the near future, and you're all invited to come visit, by the way, in case I didn't get that out to you. I've got plenty of room. Not all of you at once. <laughs> Two to four at a time I can handle, and you're welcome. And as you begin the next chapter in your history as a vibrant Unitarian Universalist congregation, I want to thank you for the opportunity to serve this incredible church. I want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No minister, certainly no minister entering her first settlement could have wished for more interesting, exciting challenges. I have done some things well, and I have made some mistakes that I regret. That's true of all of us. But I wouldn't take anything in the world for the opportunity to be with you in sickness and in health, to serve you, to marry you, to dedicate your children, and to be with you during times of sorrow and gladness. I know I have some detractors. And I've been contacting them and meeting with them to make peace and to learn how I might have done things better. Mistakes aren't all that bad if you can open yourself up and learn from them and forgive those you have hurt and those who have hurt you. So if you don't get a call from me and want together to take any burrs out from under your saddle blanket that I might not know about, Don't hesitate to contact me, and we can get together and we can smoke the peace pipe. I hope. One of the reasons I've enjoyed myself so much here, particularly this last year, is a woman named Debbie Stilley, who accomplishes more in 20 hours than her predecessors accomplished in 30 hours, and even then she initiates projects. Debbie is extraordinarily loving and accurate in everything she does. She has given me a gift few people in this world have. It's called peace of mind. She and Susan Caldwell work beautifully together, and so I suppose whatever peace of mind I have about running the office and the RE programs has its source in their combined dedication and laughter and concern for correctness and devotion to all souls. They'd rather die than send out something with a misspelled word. <laughs> I love them. I hope that you will continue to show your love for each other, to settle differences honestly and not mask them. I want to say that again. I hope you will continue to show your love for each other and to settle differences honestly and not mask them and to show your love for the world, and that you know, deep in your hearts and minds, how important you are to the Shreveport-Bossier communities.
Go to board meetings. They're open and they have snacks. Support Barbara and your transition team. All foes need you. Shreveport and Bossier need you. And Unitarian Universalism needs you. Thank you for letting me walk with you on your journey. I've enjoyed every step of the way. Bless you all, each and every one. Amen.